Hells yeah. If that doesn't get you jacked for the round two of a 2020 rookie draft, I don't know what the fuck will. We're back with part two of our draft coverage, recapping everything, all the trades, all the shenanigans that went down, and it's the same crew. Dan and Nick, how are you guys doing 15 minutes after our last recording session? It was just nice to play the bicycle song because I thought it was funny and hilarious, and that's where my life sits on it. I have Shawshank on next to me, so I'm, I'm all about this second round mode right here. I am living the dream, some would say. You are typing furiously on your clicky nah, gaming keyboard. I was going to say, it's the gaming keyboard with the pushback. It's not yeah. too fast. Yeah, honestly, those are the best sounds in the world, though, when you sit down and you can you can rappy tap and tap those off. <laughs> Next to the old school typewriters, it's one of the best sounds in the world when you're into technology. Well, I'm not going to argue against that, so let's just jump into round two. And surprise, surprise, we open with a trade. Sam was on the clock, but he sent this tr- uh, pick over to Adam. Wait, hold on. Sam got rid of a pick. He did. Oh, okay. For the, for the second time. Second time this draft. Sam sent the 13th pick in this draft and the fourth pick in round four to Adam for the seventh pick in this round, the 12th pick in the fourth round, and Adam's 2022 first round pick. How do you guys feel about that one? That's a big price to pay. To move up into this spot. Yeah, I mean, a 22 first is... I mean, yes, it's a pick, but the world could look a lot different in 2022. You mean so post, it's hard to... Well, that's if COVID's gone. But yes. So it's hard to gauge that value. It's a first-round pick, so I'm sure value will be there sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, it's a steep price to pay to move up six, but let's talk about the yeah, pick. He, he got, got Justin good Jefferson. Good good, play, good player in position here. Again, he goes to a, a good spot for a team that just, just got rid of Stefan Diggs. Um, I, it's, I like the value that he gets here at the first pick going off in round two. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think Jefferson was probably the best player available. So who knows? Maybe this is, you know, A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf or, I don't know, Debo Samuel right here. And Adam got his guy, and moving that first won't really matter too much. But at least on the surface, that's a steep price to pay. Nick, any Jefferson thoughts? Would he have been your guy here? Yeah, it's certainly the best player available. Um, Steep price, like you said, but... You got to move up for your guy, and if that was his guy, I guess more power to him. All right. Well, we're going to stay with Sam for this next pick. And with the second pick in round two, Sam took Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one's interesting. I think he's maybe the most polarizing rookie right now. How are you guys feeling about this selection? It's a phenomenal situation for a terrible player i shouldn't say terrible but average player yeah there's not a lot of these pieces that wow me off for part of him um it's a like like nick said it's a good situation to find yourself into um with brady being down in there they're gonna need to rely on the running game he's gonna get his shot with it but looking at what they had last year with some of those pieces it neither of them look relatively good if this kid can step up he might want to win a job but i think um 
Tampa Bay kind of drew their line in their sand when they when they dealt Peyton Barber to um, Washington. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Nick, it's a phenomenal landing spot if he gets the job. It's definition risk versus reward. I don't know. Shades of Daryl Henderson with this one, I think. But who knows? It could work out, I guess. I don't fault anyone for going for the running back. He was, at least for me, I think probably the clear next running back on the board. Would you guys agree with that one? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I don't even know Antonio Gibson. Gibson would have been Gibson or Dylan from. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna say I would have gone. Dylan, freaking Packers trade up. It's got to be something. I agree with that. I think we'll touch base on him probably in a little I think, bit. I think either way you look at it, the, the receiver, the, the or not the receiver, but the running back position at this point in time is plug and play for hope. I don't think there's anybody that's jumping off the page is wowing you or you're ecstatic because of what it is. Maybe the only piece is A.J. Dillon because he's a thick tank that, that's going to just absorb nothing but goal line carries. But that running back position at this point in time is, is night and day different than where we were for the first four. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't fault Sam for swinging for the fences here, though, I think, from an upside play. I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh, let's move on to Jerry. Jerry's coming on again with uh, the second pick he acquired in that Ezekiel Elliott deal, and he took T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Love the landing spot for T. Higgins. Um, A.J. Green's going to obviously get his pieces, but if his health isn't what it is, this opens it up. I think T. Higgins absolutely gives Auden Tate a run for his money to start. Um, T. Higgins, super talented, um, coming out of Clemson. It was Clemson, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, I actually got the facts correct. Man, I'm not even drinking. My life's good. Um, Killing the game. Yeah, but I I think Higgins has a lot of the intangible pieces that could help Joe Burrow in his his pieces. Yeah, I mean... You jump in, Nick. It's a good spot. Um, it's probably not good this year with AJ Green still there and Boyd and John Ross actually flashed life a little bit before he died. Mm-hmm. So it probably won't be great short term, but long term, I think it's fantastic. Go in there, brand new quarterback, build chemistry going forward. But with the talent left, it's a great pick. It's just probably won't pay off too much this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a long-term play. Do you think that Burrow and Higgins have chemistry just because the same conference played against each other, you know, national title game and things like that, that they've been able to talk and already start potentially a relationship? Do you think Aaron Rodgers and Allen Robinson have chemistry? Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. If if that answer's yes, you have to feel really good about it, right? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um... I'm sure they are probably friendly and know each other, and it's natural that I think rookies kind of will bond more closer to each other, so I'm sure their chemistry will, you know, be off the charts eventually. I think for me, for this pick, I I don't think Higgins was, the for, for my personal board, the top wide receiver available. I think I would have gone Pittman here. 
I'm a big fan of his, and I think um, I love him as a player, and I think you look at that Colts team, I think he um, could actually, if we wanted to like pick a wide receiver that could be the most successful this year, I think he actually might be my guy. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, this is a stacked wide receiver class, and there are still several guys on the board that have an impact that will have an impact this year. So, I get it. Um, let's stick with Jerry, and he's going to take the first tight end, Cole Komet. Tight end for the Chicago Bears is off the board here. Um, how do you guys feel about this one? First tight end. Yeah, this tight end draft class sucked, though. But I, I will tell you what, Komet's a fucking big kid. A lot of the pieces that going to help offensive lines um, with it. If Chicago uses him right, he's going to be good. It's going to... this. You hate I, to see that caveat. I, I have I have this piece. I, obviously, he's a Notre Dame kid, and I, I have an unbiased opinion with, with pro- the Notre Dame products. But I really like the talent that this kid brings from a blocking perspective, which obviously does has zero say, fantasy Do you get fantasy points for pancakes? I, honestly, I think that's what we should start implementing for part of this for tight ends. Um, but I, he's a big target with a big catch at radius. Um, and you got to like that, especially in the red zone. Yeah, that's assuming the Bears get to the red zone. <laughs> I get it. I mean, this is a tight end premium league. So I think Cole Komet was going to go in the second round. Um, for my taste, I think it's a little too high. I, I just mentioned Pittman, but I would have gone Pittman here if I was Jerry. Um, and maybe even some other wide receivers too, before I would consider Komet. But again, it's a tight end premium league, and this is coming from the team that relied on his tight ends to really carry him. So if Komet can blossom into a, an elite player, um, that tight end premium aspect can really, you know, propel him to higher you know, scoring outputs that can really carry your team. Anything else on Komet? No? No. Great. Alright, let's move on to Kevin. And this was a pick that he acquired in the Barkley trade. So the last pick this year, and Kevin took the um, Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, and spoiler alert, I like this move. Probably Kevin's best move of the draft, in my opinion. Um, what are you guys... How are you guys feeling about Pittman? Do you... Th- yeah, he's the best player on the board. I I would have taken him earlier. But he fell that far. Kevin got him. That's fantastic. Yeah, this, this is a kid that Indy is going to be really excited to have. Again, as we talked about in podcast prior to this, there's a lot of holes at that receiver position with <clears throat> injuries and talent that doesn't get to show up and Anytime you get to play opposite opposite of T.Y. Hilton, it really helps. But, again, big kid, good catch radius with part of it. Um, the big question becomes, is Phillip Rivers going to be able to deliver balls? He kind of lost a little bit with Keenan Allen in that way, um, just going out there. So I don't know if that favors Pittman or hurts him with part of it, uh, but time will tell. Yeah, I mean, Pittman would be my guy to be most productive rookie in 2020 from a wide receiver standpoint, so... Mm, I would take I would take Jalen Rieger in that position. Yeah, 
I, and it's hard to argue it. I mean, the perk that both those guys have is a clear avenue to targets. Um, we'll see if their talent and, you know, learning the playbook can, you know, happen quickly, as Nick mentioned. I mean, the whole COVID-19 and lack of training camps could really put a damper on some of these rookies, you know, having an immediate impact or an impact at all in 2020. Um, Nick, anything else you want to add on Pittman, or are you good on this one? No, he's, besides Rieger, has the best opportunity to play, like you said, and I, the fact that he fell this far is kind of crazy. Alright, I think there's a storm coming down behind I was going to say, it sounds like it's pissing rain on you. I have my windows open, it is fantastic. I have my windows open too, and it's amazing. Anyways, let's talk about the next pick, and before we do that, we're going to talk about a trade. And this one involved Armand and Steve, and Armand sent Jarvis Landry, and Steve sent the sixth pick and a 2021 third from Steve. I love Steve did very good this draft with his I trades. must have missed this trade. What the fuck? It was, it was real low key. It, it wasn't anything that was really highlighted with this one because I'm with you. I, I almost missed it as well with it, but I, I noticed it because it was Landry being sent, and that's the... So I acquired Landry and then shipped Landry, and now Landry got moved again. So this is the fourth different roster he's been Brandon on since Cooks. the draft. The Brandon Cooks of our league. I buy it. I, I really like wow. this for Steve, though. Yeah, Applehans did amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, big big pick here for, for that. Doesn't give up much to do it, seeing as the initial trade was, you know, the, the pieces that have been value now it's interesting i mean he removed or he moved landry and with this pick he took a wide receiver um an interesting wide receiver uh, denzel, denzel mims nick you have uh, a very professed love for sam darnold how do you feel about denzel mims in this offense i mean is he it's kind of doesn't really have a clear-cut number one target i mean can mims be that guy and do you think Mims might be, I don't know, destined to blow up. If Gase is good at one thing, it is peppering a wide receiver that he likes with targets. Look at Landry. He did it, I want to say Brandon Marshall was in town when he was our coordinator. That's correct, yep. And Brandon Marshall got peppered. He Right now it's Crowder. I, I think Crowder fits that role of kind of the Landry, mm -hmm. but it could be Mims, and to be a, a wide receiver in that offense when there aren't many, especially after losing Robbie Anderson, it's a great opportunity. I get what Armand's doing. He got a big piece in Saquon, and if he would have had Landry as well, he can't tank. The potential points is too high. Instead, you get a wide receiver who's good, great opportunity, probably won't have a great year one Minus last year's class and whatever class Evans and OBJ were, rookie wide receivers don't do well. It usually takes a year or two. Mm -hmm. So I see it as a rebuilding move. He wanted to shed potential points, got some stuff in return. My opinion, not nearly enough, but I see it. I understand it. I still think Steve did an amazing job here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to our good old high school days for those of you that are around our, our time frame and be like this is why I'm hot this is why I'm hot because it's, it's, it's a mim song 
I think I think this is a hot spot for Denzel Mims to be. He he gets to take that Robbie Anderson position. He gets to to develop this relationship with Sam Darnold. This kid out of Baylor is is very very talented. The big question is 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 he gonna be able to win that trust with it? Because Jamison Crowder has been the guy that at least last year that that had the target share. Um, but he's got a great opportunity to show off. I think Darnold already has a love affair with one guy, and his name's Chris Herndon. Ah, you beat me to it. I was going to say, <laughs> Chris Herndon, baby. I've got yeah. him everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I get it. I, Mims, I don't think he would have been my pick here, but, you know, the upside, I don't think there's actually a higher upside player when you just look at the, the circumstances here. Um, but yeah, Steve killed this trade. Uh, great move by him. Um, all right, next pick is Sam. Um, after trading back from the thirteenth, he is up now, and he takes Jordan Love, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. How are you guys feeling about I'm surprised, this? Surprise! Surprise! He wasn't taken in the first round. So I tried trading up for this pick. F- with for Sam's pick or. Um, or for no. Jordan Love earlier. For Jordan Love. Okay. Um, asking price was like Mike Evans or Keenan Allen. Yeah. So, okay. I did not get Jordan Love. Nope. That's my fun story. So, But it sounds picks, like you had interest in Jordan Love. I did. I mean, it's... They traded up. They know something I don't, hopefully, and it's not a Trubisky yeah, say, ordeal, watched, but it's... I'm amazed in a super flex he lasted this long, a first-round quarterback. I mean, when you when you say that, though, you're also talking about it's a first-round quarterback that doesn't have value for at least the next potentially Year? three years. No. Rodgers has that on his contract. So unless he you're going to trade him and somebody's going to pick up all that pieces, you have to be under you part of the impression him. that you could be fucked. NFL right. has no guaranteed money. Yeah, Look but at, imagine the cap hit. You, you're not going to be able to do shit with how much dense cap space that Rodgers has on his contract. I don't think Rodgers is going to be the Packers quarterback in 2022. Two years, so yeah, third so year. So you're still he's, saying that's, that's two years, I, which I'm fine with the fact that he's going to sit and learn and do all those pieces. Right, with, but I think... I mean, so you remember, if they cut him next okay. year... Nope, 2021's this year. 2021's next year. They cut him next year, $31 million. That's, that's rough. There's a potential out at 2022 where it's 17 million dead and in his contract they can cut him free and clear. It is built into his contract. So the three years is a falsity. Thank you. Thank you for Twitter. It's sports. Spot track is the greatest contract ever. Mm -hmm. But yes, there's a potential out at 2022 with a $17.2 million cap, which is not much if you look at what what other people are carrying especially when you'll replace them with a rookie quarterback that'll be making what like not even 10 million dollars a year yeah so you're paying Rodgers would make 39 million so you're still saving 12 million dollars yeah and and while you're right Dan Love is not going to see the field barring injury next year or probably in 2021 for Sam though I think that's a win you know, clearly he's not aiming to contend this year. He's won, I'm going to assume, one more year of shameless trying to 
not have the best roster and mm-hmm. this this helps him so i think love makes a lot of sense for his team and what he wants to build for the future and and that future means not trying to win too many games or win too many points in next year's season so let's go down the sam train then so sam found a way to backdoor himself into three starting quarterbacks last year i think is what it was so let's say saying yep. don't kill me here when i say this let's say rogers gets injured and all you Packer fans that are part of this group can cringe at the thought as well. Is this a movable piece then for Sam to embrace that? Or is if Rodgers goes, this is the, I'm going to suck it up with the potential points piece? My thought is this pick is kind of just like house money for Sam. If he wants to move it, he can move it. But he can also just let it ride and maybe he'll get a starting quarterback with, you know, in the middle of the second round. So, yeah, maybe if Rodgers gets injured, I could see him moving it, but I could see him also just being like, fuck it, let's wait and see what we get here. Nick, anything? No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I tried to move up for him. I love him. Or not love him, but I really like the landing spot and the draft capitals there. For both you guys, would would you have ideally wanted to see not wanted to see would you have thought love should have gone in the first round no especially not to the fuck packers that their draft no 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 if first round in our rookie draft oh in our rookie draft should he have gone in the first round no yeah. looking at it no because i would have taken rugs over him but like Keyshawn Vaughn. but again sam got him so you switch him around who cares he still got him Okay. Dan, you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely, with all 12 names that went in the first round, I think every single one of them holds higher fantasy value um, within the next four or five years than what Jordan Love does. I don't know about four or five years, but yes. You're taking two off of that. There's no way that... that Three years? All right. It's a running trend. Nick, Jordan Love or Drew Locke? Well, am I Sam? Am I nope. trying to lose? Nope, trying it's to win, you. I want Locke. You want a dynasty player. A dynasty I mean, player? What's my I with my current team. With your current team, you could just you already have three quarterbacks, so it's yeah. not like you need to necessarily get I'm a starting love. one. Okay. I tried to trade up for love. I didn't try and trade for Locke. <laughs> Dan, I'm assuming you want Locke. Yeah, I'll take Locke in this position, hundred percent. All right fun little i have a feeling lock is going to be the center of many talking points this year it's the same thing with the fact that every every fucking week i say josh this is the this is the week this is the week i can't wait for josh allen to fucking just fucking kill me drew lock is a bad jay cutler that's my view of him and jay cutler wasn't great so i'm kind of with you nick but at a certain point when you have this much talent maybe it props him up enough that he can be Decent. Cutler had Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, young, healthy Elshon Jeffrey, and Martellus Bennett, and still wasn't good. You know what he doesn't have right now either? A smoking hot wife. No. I Low have lost blow. my belief in love. All right, let's move on. The 20th pick. And this wasn't... Wait. No, it wasn't. Never mind. No trade. Uh, this was Kevin. Kevin is up, and Kevin took Brandon Ayuk for the San Francisco 49ers. 
kind of crazy seeing a first round wide receiver still available in the spot i won't lie yep this is amazing value It's interesting though, like when you say huge value though, how 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 much higher should he have gone? I agree that it's value, but like I think he should have gone ahead of Mims. I think he should have gone ahead of Kamat. But I think that's all I could really quibble over if I'm being honest. I would say Vaughn and Higgins probably. Oh yeah, Higgins. I just think in Cincinnati, it's a harder route up. San Francisco, Dante Pettis is dead. They lost Goodwin. It is... Fuck. Blanking on the wide receiver's name. And Ayuk. Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel, Kittle, and Ayuk. That's it. Yep. And about 15 running backs. Yeah, I mean, Ayuk is... He makes perfect sense. He's almost like a I don't want to say a Debo clone, because Debo is just built like a tank, but he's that yak monster, and it'll be interesting to see how Shanahan kind of incorporates him into the offense. That could be really fun to watch him and Debo on the field at the same time. But yeah, I think this is great value for Kevin. This was, I mean, both these picks, um, Pittman and Ayuk for Kevin, I think really, 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 really are great moves. It almost validates moving Barkley for depth, but doesn't. Yeah, not not for me, but we're we're past that. Um alright, next pick up here is twenty one, and that would be Chris. And he took Brian Edwards, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Who wants to take the floor on this one? that's doing this. This is a, a guy that's probably going to play a fourth fiddle um, to in the, in the packing order with it. Um, I, I, personally, I don't know much about this kid coming out of uh, South Carolina. He had a ridiculously early breakout, dominated super young, and, but he's been injured. And that's kind of the biggest concern with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a depth piece. Yeah, it just takes one injury and you know a couple connections, and you've got a guy that turns into a Hunter Renfro that Derek Carr trusts for the world and goes to him late game and everything. So yeah, I mean at this point it's dart throws. It's an offense that needs playmakers. He's a playmaker. He could break out. It's not like he is crushing it at the wide receiver department. So any dart throw that hits is a win, and if he misses, he, he's got a thousand wide receivers that I, most <laughs> of them I don't even know play. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're right, it is a dart throw, and it's kind of a choose your favorite flavor, but I don't know. I don't really... Maybe I'm just a little bit lower on Edwards than everyone else. I'm a bit suspect on his long-term viability but we'll see 
Um, Alright, so the next pick is... Well, this trade was made at, not quite when Jerry was on the spot, but a little bit before. And Jerry acquired this pick with a trade with Steve. Uh, Steve sent this pick on the clock, uh, the seventh pick in the third round, Sam's pick in... Sam's third rounder in 2021, and Steve's second rounder in 2022. In return, Jerry sent Ben Roethlisberger and the fourth pick in the third round. How you guys feel about that move? I want to see if how the big question becomes is can Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball with the same kind of pieces that he had pre-injury? Did you see that caveman hype video of Big Ben throwing yes. a football? That's yes. fantastic. Yeah, really good. I thought he looked better with the beard too, to be honest with you. Um, you ain't lying. That'd probably help with like COVID, having that like beard around his like chin strap. It would deflect some of the stuff. Yeah, Jerry, right. They're telling you to shave your beards. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So Jerry gets another another rebuild package for part of it to to hope and pray that you, that you hit on part of it and a starting quarterback moves. I think the the value received might have been just a little light to get a starting quarterback, um, but Jerry picks up another receiver here that that will will get announced after Nick talks about his thoughts. Yeah, I mean it's Jerry's back. Well, back is against the wall. He's got a thirty-five, I don't know, thirty-nine-year-old quarterback, old as fuck. Thirty-eight-year-old quarterback. I was close. Who just came off Tommy John, basically. So. You're trying to rebuild. You don't rebuild with a 38-year-old quarterback who couldn't throw a ball for a year. So I get why he made the move. I would have probably done it without throwing in the third rounder. And even then, he got value on a player that on his team had no value. I don't like it. I get it. He had to do it. And I think Steve got great value. I think Steve got great value, but I think Jerry did actually very, very well here, especially when you considered he acquired Big Ben right before the trade deadline last year for Marquez Valdez-Scantling and a 2021 second-round draft pick for Flash Gordon. MVS is crap. A 21 second is... It's Flash's. It's Stefan, so it's going to be late. And in return, he got he moved back a few spots in the third round. He got a tenth round or the, the what is that? The twenty second pick in this year's draft. Sam's third next year, which should be very high. And Steve's second in twenty twenty two. I mean, maybe he could have got more, but I think this was actually a pretty good move for Jerry. I like it a lot, actually. pieces out of that wide receiver core understanding that shark's still going to be be there dd's still there um but he's going to go through and do it and he has a lot of kick return potential as well um which is kind of where he he made some hay and you still you still get points for kick returns so yeah uh, chenault is in terms of an upside perspective he has all the talent in the world injuries are going to be his biggest concern and um if he has a traditional role in this offense or if he is a gadget player. If he is a gadget player, that can be successful, but it might not be consistent. Um, but I, I like the pick for Jerry. I don't think it's bad by any means, and it's 
from an upside perspective, it's great. Much better than Brian Edwards and for me. Yeah, I'd say the player, if you do the player and then the pick Steve gave up, I like it a lot more. I know it sounds weird, but... Right, because a guy like Chenault shouldn't be here, but he is. Exactly. So that makes it a lot better. If Because he was available, he moved up, got him. I get it in the same spot, but in a vacuum, if you're looking at just 210 and 37. Right. But mm-hmm. that's how I was judging it, but then, yes, you take into the player, and I think he did very well. Kind of a win-win. Steve it lost is. all of his starting quarterbacks, and he gets a quarterback for giving up some dart throws, mm-hmm. and it's a guaranteed starting quarterback. It's not like Big Ben's going to get usurped by some... Well. Yeah. One thing, I mean, with Steve, this is he he does get a starting quarterback, and I think Big Ben will rebound this year, provided he stays healthy. But I, what I like about Steve that he's doing is he's turning these draft picks and he's trading them. And some people they can be successful, like constantly moving these draft picks and spinning them for um, players because first rounders are going to be more successful of course but these second rounders are dart throw or they become um more of a dart throw and less likely to be successful now this year's draft was very very deep so that's kind of skews it a little bit but i like you know you know steve moving uh this uh, these dart throws for someone like big ben i think makes a lot of sense for his team when he's trying to contend so i like it for him I, i think steve did very well with these trades, as I've said three times now. Um, Alright, there was a minor trade that happened before this next pick, and it involved Jerry and Adam. Uh, Jerry sent D.D. Westbrook, and Adam sent Vance McDonald and a 2022 third rounder that is Adam's pick. I have no idea. <laughs> I got nothing. Didi has relevance, I feel. Vance doesn't. And a 2020 in two years is meh. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like you said, it's kind of one of those eh trades that, that go with it. I think Didi does have the more value. Um, Ebron being there isn't isn't any part of it. The third, obviously, depending on, on where Adam finishes, has additional value just because of how we have the draft format where we get to watch a, a couple weeks mm-hmm. with it. So I think that, that adds that bolster to it where you get to see part of those pieces. But Didi didn't really have a great year last year. And with the fact that LaVisca Chenault's coming in there right now, um, they just upgraded the tight end position, but I can't remember who they who – the, oh, it's um, Tyler Eifert they brought yep. in. Um, those are things that are encouraging for part of the, the new – Didi could potentially be losing his his part of his spotlight a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense for both teams. Adam wants to, it appears, contend. Um, Didi, he's, Didi is in that uh, wide receiver four territory that is a bit undervalued um, and no one really cares that much about. Um, so... It, he, he'll be productive, he'll be a bi-week fill-in and he'll get the job done um, for Jerry, he wants to rebuild and you know, not have someone like Didi on his team get him potential points getting a third rounder like Dan said has value I like it for both teams I mean, it's not breaking the bank 
Um, I'm not as high on Adam's team, so I don't think maybe going this route makes sense, but shoot your shot, I guess. I mean, you got to realize, Didi had 100 targets the last two years. Yep. He's, he's involved, and I think with better quarterback, a.k.a. Minshew Mania over Bortles, it's only going to get better. He's young. He's a wide receiver, too, on a good offense, I think, and it's only getting better. A good offense? Really? I'd say top half. Mm, may, I guess. Fournette maybe. is good. Shark is good. Minshew can sling it. Didi's solid. The new kid's good. Eifert's better than God knows what they had. Hennessy? O'Shaughnessy or whatever that Irish guy was? Yep, O'Shaughnessy. They're building a good team, and they've got the potential for two early firsts next year with the Rams collapsing. I'd want pieces going forward. Yeah, I'm with Nick. I like the, I like the offensive upside that Jacksonville has. Um, They're certainly going to be trailing with that defense, so yeah, exactly. that will help them. Garbage time wins games. Yeah, <laughs> I can't fault that. Um, but, no, I mean, DD do- does have value, but, like, you know, we just talked about they did draft LaVisca Chenault. Um, it's interesting to see how maybe this team views D.D. Westbrook and maybe he's not the guy. I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on to the 23rd pick. And before that pick happens, we have a trade. It involves Kevin and your boy Dan. Uh, Dan sent this 23rd overall pick to Kevin for Hayden Hurst, tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Dan, what was your mindset with this pick? I or needed, with this trade, excuse me. I needed a tight end. And the pieces that are now sitting on the board are, in my line, borderline for additional depth in in this area. And it's trying to figure out... I, I feel I'm more in the win-now aspect of it. I get a guy that's... I think... It, Hurst would be coming into his third year in the league. That's correct. With it, he had a couple injury problems there. Mark Andrews took off this way. But him being in Atlanta is my version of Austin Hooper again. This kid has talent. Matt Ryan loves to throw the tight end. This gives me an opportunity to find a, again, a top-tier tight end with it. And I think the return that I get from Hurst is better than what I would be getting on the board at this point in time. I agree. That's, I think this is a case of a sec or of a draft pick maybe being a little bit overvalued. I mean, Hurst hasn't lived up to his hype, but like, I mean, you kind of laid it all out for us. Atlanta is a good fit. They have a tight end hole. Hurst was a first round pick and had shown um, some stuff, you know, he unfortunately was just overshadowed by Mark Andrews, who has become a you know borderline superstar, maybe even a superstar at the tight end position. I mean, you, you take your chances with a guy that has had an injury history with with part of those pieces in Atlanta is doing that, saying, "Hey, we we saw this kid come out when when he initially came out, he had a big hype train around him, takes a takes a pretty rough injury with it, and somebody just shines in the other spot and the." The position is you always play with the hot hand and the guys that get to develop chemistry in it. You get a first-round pick that kind of falls out and now has a chance to rekindle his his abilities and show the world what he can do. Yeah, I see it kind of as 
win-win. I mean, he's the third tight end on Kevin's roster. Jacecki really came on strong, and Hunter Henry has looked great when he has an ACL. And he gets a running back that is behind a 39-year-old running back. I don't know how Adrian Peterson's still running. And Geis, who I think in two seasons has played one game. So it's a potential starting running back. So, so, so obviously the pick here is Antonio Gibson out of Washington. The question that I have for you guys is, is Peterson the odd man out on that, that team? Because you have to remember Bryce Love's there, who Washington went through and took relatively high, or not high, I think he was a mid-round pick with it, but he's coming off of an ACL. We know Geis has injury history. Is Peterson out because Gibson's there? I honestly think Geis is the man out. Do you, how long until you cut bait? I mean, it's basically Kevin White in running back form. Uh, I disagree. I think Geis is actually very similar S to someone like a Dalvin Cook. And last year, I mean, around this time, Dalvin Cook wouldn't have fetched a lot, if at anything. He tore his ACL, he had hamstring injuries, but that's kind of a trend when you tear your ACL. Um, when Geis was on the field, and it was more than just one game, he was electric with the ball in his hands. I mean, the injury-prone things, that's fine, but I don't know if he's necessarily injury-prone or just had bad luck with an ACL tear and dealt with the ramifications of that. To answer your question, Dan, I, if I had to pick someone, I think Adrian Peterson's a cockroach, so he'll probably be around. Gibson, of course, is going to be around. I just talked about Geis, so I'm going to say that it'll be um, Bryce Love odd man out yeah, it'll be interesting because gibson will bring a different look into into this this piece and I, I again this is one of those pieces where i don't know a whole lot about antonio gibson if he's going to be more of your pass catcher like you know uh, oh yeah chris thompson just pass catcher so, big time so he obviously fills that chris thompson role with it guys has the ability to catch a couple balls peterson can do it he's not the greatest at it bryce love had the ability to do it out of stanford um so he he brings a, another security blanket into to Washington. Now I'm curious, if it was me, why was A.J. Dillon not the pick here? Or am I, I would undervaluing I, Gibson? I, I, th- I, think, I think Dillon would have been better than Gibson here, personally. I think for a player who's going to produce this year, Eileen Gibson, and I have to imagine that's, although he traded Saquon, he's still competing. I don't know. I would have, if I'm win now, I'd go Gibson. If I want a year, I would have gone Dylan. All right. AKA in a redraft league, I'd take Dylan over, <laughs> D- or I'd take Gibson over Dylan. But Dynasty, well, AKA I this get league. that, but Kevin's in a win now, and I, I refuse to accept that. Oh, okay. Then I guess I have nothing. Sorry, I'm salty apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna start calling you Morton a lot earlier today when you went on your your Kevin rant and a couple of the other ones just because you got the salt thrown out tonight. Yeah, I blame not having any AC, even though it's cool tonight. Dude, that's where the that's where the, the little bit of two fingers of scotch with uh, with one ice cube maybe, and you live the dream that way, but. Touche, touche. All right, well, let's move on to the last pick of this round. 
and I'm probably going to maybe be salty, but I'll try not to be. Jerry's up, and he took Jacob Eason, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, maybe their third string quarterback. Uh, how do you guys feel about this one? This is an interesting pick with Rivers probably is going to play this year and then maybe re-sign him for another year. With it, the Brissett train makes me feel like Indy doesn't have a lot of faith in him. And it's an interesting piece that goes with it. Eason is a dart throw. If if he takes the, you know, <clears throat> love route two years, gets a chance to learn a little bit, understand the cadences, the offense, the different pieces in there, heaven forbid you have an injury piece, get the face time that potentially could come your way. It's, it's, a, it's a play. You're playing behind an older veteran quarterback it's worth it i i'm not upset with it i'm not a big eason person but i get the lot the i'll use air quotes on my side logic behind the pick well that makes one of us i don't get it he's got a bad quarterback situation and he's adding another name to that roster spot that he has to kind of hold for a few years, I think. If Because he made the pick, you have to hold and see if it plays out. Otherwise, he's got Fitzpatrick, who's being replaced and is old. Foles, who might not even start. But probably will take over because Trubisky's garbage. And Stidham, which I guess is a starting quarterback. He's the guy Belichick's going with. So Belichick's either all invested in the Jared Stidham or he understands that they're not going to win a damn game and he's going to get to play I was Trevor say, Lawrence. He's going for the Trevor Lawrence train. That's <laughs> them not getting Winston, Cam Newton, or Dalton. He is all in on Lawrence. And I hope, I hope as, Stidham just lights it up now. As Nick said, Jacob Eason is their quarterback three. He's... Dropped because of issues with his work ethic, and he's lazy, and he's a Pac-12 guy. I've watched a ton of his games. He's got good arm talent, but he's a bad Jay Cutler. And I think there's a lot of people I would have taken at this spot over him, a.k.a. a quarterback who got drafted before him in Jalen Hurst. Agreed. I thought this, I mean... I loved a lot of what Jerry did this draft. Um, This one, I think, was just a massive reach. I think he might have been available in the fourth round, if we're being honest. Um, He, I don't know, he's a fourth-round quarterback. Those are not very successful very often. Yes, you can say Gardner Minshew. Yes, you could say Russell Wilson. Yes, you could say, you know, Kirk Cousins, but... That's like over what twelve years or something like that, or ten years. Dak Prescott as well. It doesn't happen every year, and it's such a huge risk. I just, I don't know. I do not like this. Like you said, take Jalen Hurts, or there's still wide receivers, running backs on the board. Yeah, Any other thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good there. Um, let's see. He went at three five in our other draft, so. I guess. Jalen Hurst went at 211. <laughs> Just for comparisons. I, I don't get it. There's a lot. There's a few other players I would have gone with. And I guess I'll highlight a few of them since we have six months till we draft again. 
Anthony McFarlane. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great fit. And AJ Dillon. I big those time. two. You could even probably sneak in KJ Hamler, maybe. What about Chase Claypool? Yeah, I was looking at that. He's getting such insane hype. They were calling him Megatron 2.0 because of his combine. I mean, the measurables make I, sense, but when you got to no. produce on the field and he doesn't do that. And he's got a crowded room. I mean, it's Juju. It's Deontay, I'd say, is two. James yep. Washington looked good, at least in that three roll. And then... Ebron's in town. He's going to pick up some targets. I mean, obviously the rumors that they might not sign Juju after this year. It would so be that's a thing. Ridiculous. He's 21 and has shown that he can be a star. Can he, though? I mean, yeah, if you don't have me throwing him the football. But you have Antonio Brown there? Cause that was like the only year that he did anything, but yeah, that was his first year, or his first two years, and then he got injured and Ben died. So we don't know. He's proven he can take the load, I guess I should say, and he looks good doing it. Just the eye test. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I, KJ Hamler has a lot of allure um, in the Denver offense, but uh, Antonio Golden Gandy or Gandy Golden or however you say the fuck his last name. Um, out in Washington, I think it gives... Candy Golden. Candy Golden, thank you. It gives um, another target to, to throw the ball to. It opens it up a little bit more. Again, it's a big kid that, that goes with it. So I think he's uh, somebody that we can watch come off coming up here. But, yeah, Chase Claypool is the other one, too. For either of you guys, gun to your head, does a quarterback or tight end get drafted first when the third round resumes? Doesn't you don't have to pick the player? Can I say neither? You don't think any of them go in the third round? Oh, I thought you said first. Oh, no, 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 no. no like, which just like which position which, gets drafted? Yeah, which gets drafted first? The first tight end or well, oh. not the first tight end, but the tight end or quarterback? Wentz is probably going to break something, trying to outrun COVID. So Jalen Hurst will be the starter. So I vote quarterback. I, I'm, Sound I'm gonna logic. Go, I'm going to go with the same. I think I think Hurst is going to go before you would watch some of the other guys go. I mean, who would even be your next tight end? Troutman? Probably Troutman. Troutman would be up there. The Asiasi would be another interesting one. So again, mm-hmm. the other league not tight end premium. So little, little slight. They went in the mid-fourth. Yep. I don't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So right now, another hypothetical gun to your head. If you guys were on the clock right now with the uh, three point one, who are you guys taking? Trevor Lawrence. Mm, no. Supplemental draft. So specific, are you talking like specifically to our teams, or just are you looking at best player that could potentially be available? Dealer's choice. I'm going to go A.J. Dillon. Yeah, for my team, it's running back at A.J. Dillon. I need a running back army. Yeah, A.J. Dillon makes the most sense as well with it. Um, yeah, that's, yep, I agree.
That was a lot of words. All right, well. Say absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> um, okay. Well, the obviously the third round is going to hopefully pick up in August. We'll see what the whole COVID situation is like. But looking at how the first two rounds played out, you know, from a draft pick perspective, from a trade perspective, are there some teams that stick out to you guys that come out as winners? Um, you know, or you just like the moves that they did overall? Um, how, who jumps to mind for you guys? I mean, I think Sam takes care of his business in a very pretty cut and dry way with part of it. From a trade perspective, I think Steve did exceptionally well um, with all the moves that he made. I'm very comfortable and excited about the pieces that, that I went through and did. Um, I think Kevin had outside of the trade piece had a decent draft with the picks that he had. Yeah, trade-wise, it's hard to knock Steve. I think Applehan's knocked out of the park. Um, coming away from the draft... I really like Zane's team, which sucks because he's in my division. But he actually has a really, really good roster now that he added a little depth and another star running back. Here. It's, it's JT, the new Sam Darnold for Nick Ruth. Find out in 2020. He had Tariq Cohen and <laughs> as a starting running back. Anything was an upgrade. And that was Zane's weakest spot. You have Lamar. Let's just go through his starting roster because I really, really like his team. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback two, I think. On this, I think it's quarterback one on the season, but I'll say quarterback probably two or three next year. Rodgers is a top ten quarterback. So that's two quarterback ones. Miles Sanders, which if you follow anything fantasy, he apparently is a top five running back now. <laughs> Yep, apparently. David Montgomery can't do worse, right? 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 I mean, it's his third running back, Tim or Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen has to bounce back, right? One of them, or the like Frankenstein answer. And then you add a pretty high capital running back with a great offensive line in JT. Great. Odell Beckham can't be as bad as he was. I don't think it's possible. Tyler Lockett. Skip, he didn't get any Hopkins. more competition. DeAndre Hopkins is still I, on the roster there. I get that, but I don't I think Hopkins is gonna take a little bit of a hit. So I'm going I think Lockett's gonna jump him this season. Just this season. So are you gonna expect more production out of Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, I have Odell Beckham as his wide receiver one, so I'm going Odell Beckham. <laughs> I think Hopkins will feast, but I I think there's too many mouths to feed, and I don't think he's going to be the force-fed that he's been in his past, and I think that may hurt him a little. But he does have Hopkins with a great quarterback in Kyler. He just has to fight against two good wide receivers. Also, Loki Hopkins took a real fucking small dig at Deshaun Watson too. Oh, I didn't see that. He basically came out and said that that he's the best wide receiver in the game. That if he had Drew Brees throwing the ball, this wouldn't be any any different pieces. Or if he had, I forget what other quarterback he listed. No, he said if I got force fed. Yeah, which which is which is there, but I mean, it's basically what he was doing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then you look at probably his fourth wide receiver, Darius Slayton. They didn't really add any competition. Anthony Miller can't be as bad. I am just a Bear fan hoping we don't suck. I love how half of the guys you listed for Zane, it's he can't possibly be this bad. Well, Odell Beckham, do you think he's going to do better? He should, yes, but I don't know. David Montgomery might be involved in the first half of the season. I'm not high on Montgomery, so I won't speak on that one. Okay. Zane does have a good team, but um, let's finish up with winners. I mean, Armand, I think, has to be on that list, getting Barkley for what he did, even if some of the other... I mean, the Adams trade, I think, was a good rebuilding ones. The Landry trade was suspect, but... I mean, he got Barkley for what he got him from. That alone is a win in my book. I guess he he got rid of Kamara and got Barkley. Yeah, that helps. But you can't but turn that down, right? There's like, no I mean, talent around him. So right, it's but still like, a shitty spot, and you're still carrying a shit ton of potential points. True, but I mean, like, you can't ignore that opportunity, right? even if it doesn't fit your team plan. Like, at a certain point, you just got to be like, all right, I can't say no to this. True. I agree. But it it just leaves him in a weird spot. I agree with that. 100% it does. But who knows? Maybe he will flip Barkley for some more value at some point or something. Um, losers. Who are we not feeling? Well, I did nothing, job? so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you can put a piece on yourself. Although Eric Ebron got signed to a good spot, so I think that's a win. Right? Exactly. So. I mean, obviously, I I mean, I'll have to just pound my own table. Kevin, I think just for the Barkley trade, I think it raised some interesting hoops for his team. I thought going into the, the draft, like this offseason, I thought Kevin's team was, for me, the number one team. And now I really am unsure if he's going to make the playoffs this year in his division. I think it really took him a few steps back. I would say mine is probably Jer. He traded Aaron Jones and Zeke. And I don't think got too much to show for it. Doesn't have a young, good quarterback to build around. Doesn't really have a great wide receiver to build around. Ooh, uh, hard disagree with that. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. I I am unsold on Brown is a great talent but I think most of his scores were broken plays I think Tannehill regresses so I think that hurts Brown that's fair that's my assessment DK there's just not that much opportunity in Seattle they don't throw the ball and if they do it's probably going to lock it and lock it will somehow catch it deep and there's no real tight end i he gave up zeke and aaron jones who are top 10 i think probably top five running backs and yeah that's fair i mean so i'm going to take an unconventional approach and it's the what if game but i actually think zane is a loser if only because when you saw what kevin did in moving Saquon Barkley, in moving a quarterback, 
I think if you're Zane, you got to find a way to get Barkley. You got to get one of his quarterbacks for those fourth and fifth picks. Both could help you in the short term and long term. Uh, so maybe I just have too high of standards for Zane or something like that. But I think in a weird way, he was actually a loser just because of the opportunity that he presumably missed out on. So then would Sam be a loser? Because he didn't trade a single first round pick. Um, I mean, he traded for Jacobs, so I think that kind of um, tied his hand with opportunity for this pick, since Kevin seemingly had his head set on getting, or his heart set on getting a Dobbins. So it's hard to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, I, I, part of me is in the in the piece where teams that weren't a part of these first couple rounds, what were what were their pieces there? So you obviously didn't have anything. Neither of the, neither of the two of you had anything part of there. Um, as mm-hmm. far as picks or potential movement with it, Stefan moved in then out um, with it. Steve moved some pieces around with a with a class of this depth and detail. And understanding you guys both made the playoffs last year and all those pieces. Do you guys regret not? potentially getting into a specific spot no i regret trading my pick for as little as i did during the season but the asking prices for two seven they were asking for or two early two when i was trying to move up for love it was keenan allen or mike evans so absolutely not yeah for me i mean i don't really regret it or anything like that i moved up last year to get Kyler Murray and I'm pretty happy with that result I wish I had picks you know like Nick I wish I maybe did things a little bit differently but I I kind of went all in with last year's draft and the picks I got I'm mostly happy with so we'll see how it plays out but you're right I mean the teams that didn't have any draft picks this in the first two rounds I mean I, was it just me and you Nick or did anyone else fall um. in that boat Probably. I think it was just you and, and I. That honestly, I in our division, I stayed the same. I'm probably the second or first team, I would. I still feel. So it didn't really hurt me too much. Yeah, I mean, but the talent caught up to us to some degree, um, or past us, depending yeah, on how you look at it with those things. So. Yeah, I was going to say, do you guys feel... Uh, you guys probably would be, in my opinion, in the what was in the weaker division last year. Do you feel your oh, division? Do you feel your division has become more competitive, or begin to reach the levels that the other division is in? After honestly, the first two rounds. My division got worse. Yeah, our division got massively worse. Um, yeah. As, okay, Jerry's shamelessly tanking. We'll call a spade a spade. That's that's where he's at. Um, Sam. I guess if his rookies go supernova, he could be feisty, but he has zero depth. So even if they do that, if someone gets injured, he's not going to do anything. Um, And then Armand, I think Armand wants to not be good, wants to get a high pick next year. So even with Barkley, I don't think he's going to do it. I mean, injuries can happen, crazy things happen, but I would feel pretty confident that some order it's going to be me, Zane, or Nick. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at Kamara and Adams left the league. 
or left our division. Saquon came in. That sucks. Um, Jones left our division. Zeke left our division. Yeah. All right. We also, you know, added Burrow. We added the rookies as well. But yeah, true. But yeah, I. But we're on the same page. Yeah, I. I didn't move, and I feel like my team got better. So in aspect of making the playoffs. So looking at the other side, where your thoughts about the division that that I play? Your division's a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, thanks. That's fucking yeah. I, I, I just, it's always fun to see the insight from people looking on the opposite side of the fence, watching fucking six different Indians with machetes and bows and arrows and shit shoot each other 18 million times and not have any fucking idea about who's gonna die first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I can't relate. I mean, how I look at it, I really like your team, Dan. I I thought Kevin was the team to beat, but I think you kind of surpassed him with the Adams trade and some of Kevin's moves. Um, Stefan is still going to be there, especially after his trade. I mean, I think you two are kind of ahead of the pack almost considerably. Um, after that, it's kind of a dogfight, I think, with Steve, Kevin... I mean, Adam is, he's got Mahomes, he's got some talented players, he could bounce back. And Chris's team, I think, is probably bringing up the rear. He's got no depth, but he still has some players. I mean, if Drew Locke is half as good as Dan thinks, he's probably going to make the playoffs. So, I don't know. It's a feisty division. Um, I think you and Stefan are the, the head of the pack, though. Any of these six teams, or any of the other five, I being in this division makes me extremely fucking nervous with it. And I love that we're not redoing divisions or any of the other additional pieces, but fuck. Yeah, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hopefully we have a normal third round in August. Um, hopefully nothing crazy supplementary draft happens or anything like that, but... Um, anything else as we wind down, this will probably be the last pod for a bit, unless any crazy big move goes down, whether it's in real life or in our league. Anything to add, guys? No, I, I, I continue the trade talks, continue the pieces that go around it, say your prayers to whatever pizza god, fantasy god, real god that you believe in, that we actually get fucking season, because not having season is going to be a miserable life experience when you have a significant financial investment into watching TV and other people play sports. Yeah, I just hope we have football. I can only watch so many replays of old games. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I will, I'm looking forward to it too. Hopefully it all happens. I'll try to be less salty with moves. Um, everyone have a good time, stay safe, and hopefully you enjoyed this. See you later.